0: What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of 20 Minute Fitness. Now if you're like me, you'll love nothing more than putting on your headphones or putting in your headphones and hitting the gym for a sweaty, heart-pounding workout, which obviously makes you feel great for the rest of the day. But what is it about that feeling when the tunes hit just right and you feel unstoppable in the gym? What influence can music have on your workout? That is the topic for today's episode. But before we take a deeper dive into this, a massive thank you to our sponsor, Shape. Shape a Building Shapescale, a 3D body scanning scale that will seriously help you with tracking your progress. So check it out at shapescale.com. And don't forget, we're also on the Amazon Echo as well. So simply say, Alexa, play Health and Fitness Fact of the Day by 20 Minute Fitness to listen to all of these short episodes. So for many years, we've known that music has impacted us in numerous different ways. It captures our attention, like in films when a jump scare is approaching. It can trigger a sense of a, or a range of emotions, building up that sense of anticipation. It can alter or regulate our mood. It can increase our work output. It can even induce states of higher functioning and much more. It's also been found to have an ergogenic effect, meaning it can help increase exercise performance. It can delay fatigue and it can increase power and strength. Caffeine is another ergogenic substance that's um, been proven to be quite effective by many sports scientists. It's really difficult to understand what it is about music that may be helping us to work out harder, if it does this at all. Jeanette Bicknell, in her article for Psychology Today, writes that it's hard to know whether it's the internal characteristics of the music, such as the tempo, the rhythm, and so on, or if it's the external features, such as the personal or cultural associations that the music often carries. But regardless of what it is about the music, the overall impression given by this research is highly positive. When music is used before athletic activity, it has been shown to increase arousal, to facilitate relevant imagery, and to improve the performance of simple tasks. It can increase physical capacity, improve your energy efficiency, and influence your mood. And one such study which backs this up was called The Effect of Music Tempo on Exercise Performance and Heart Rate Among Young Adults. Now, this study sampled 25 young men and 25 women who were untrained in the sense that they weren't experienced athletes, and the study found that music helped to increase their total exercise duration. So, why might music be ergogenic? Well, several studies have found that music benefits performance by reducing perceived exertion. For example, a study published in the Social and Applied Psychology of Music found that music distracts from pain endured during exercise through competing sensory stimuli because it's easier to forget about this pain or the fatigue you're experiencing when a song you are listening to is distracting you. However, there's also a study called the effects of music on work rate distribution during a cycling time trial, and this study found the opposite to be true. They had 16 physically active participants perform two 10k time trials on cycle ergometers under two different conditions. One group played without or without music, and the other with trance music playing throughout. Now, the group listening to music had on average an improvement of 22 seconds or two percent explained mostly by an increase in the first 3k of that 10k but interestingly enough ratings of perceived exertion were consistently higher throughout the time trial when music was playing with the researchers saying that cycle speed and perceived exertion were both higher during the music trial suggesting that participants were working harder during the music trial but they were fully aware they were doing so what's more other studies have found that the power of music has definite limits. While music can hamper physiological feedback signals at moderate levels of intensity, it is markedly less effective when you're performing exercise at higher intensity. It does not reduce perceptions of exertion when exercises are pushing themselves beyond that anaerobic threshold, the point at which um, lactic acid begins to accumulate in the bloodstream. One possible explanation is that at high levels of intensity, the body's physical feedback dominates the nervous system system, so that a distraction by any means is actually more difficult to achieve. Also, music seems to be a greater benefit to lesser trained exercises, those who have less experience when it comes to health and fitness. And this could be because trained or more competitive athletes tend to work at higher levels of intensity. So there is some conflicting evidence there on what is going on that makes music ergogenic and it will definitely be interesting to see this space develop. And I think personal preference also comes into play in this. So When I think about it, I can actually understand what the studies have. saying that more experienced athletes actually have fewer benefits from music when compared to untrained athletes. I have a good friend that is a very solid medium to long distance runner who's consistently putting out sub 1 hour 15 times for a half marathon which is very good considering the, the amount of training he does and he has stopped listening to music altogether to allow him to focus on his breathing and he's found this has helped him increase his times and just have a more comfortable pace for example. Whilst quite often we hear less experienced athletes say that they want to try and run to the beat of a fast-paced track, for example. Uh, They believe it helps them pick up their pace. And a 2006 study found that in less experienced runners, whilst listening to fast-paced music, participants increased their pace and distance travelled when on a treadmill. So there is some truth in this as well. But obviously, as you progress, then you might find it is better to just listen to the signs your body is actually giving you. Regardless, I think I'll continue to keep listening to music for my work accounts based on my personal preference and how I think it makes me perform. And recent studies have also shown that participants who listened to music that they deemed pleasing had higher levels of serotonin, which is obviously the feel-good hormone. So when you're approaching your workout listening to a song, you go into it feeling better, psyching yourself up, and in an overall good mood, which is how I want to work out. So again, up to you, personal preference. But that's all the time we have for this episode. I really hope you found it interesting learning a bit more about the impact or the influence music might have on our workouts it does seem in general to have a overall positive impact on our workouts but yeah we'd love to hear from you do you leave your headphones at home do you listen to music when going on a run or or working out if you've tried both let us know which you prefer Uh, let us know which one gives you better a better performance and so on so we really look forward to hearing from you and we'll catch you very soon